0: I'm not surprised that Trent was so grateful for Rashford, the amount of times that Rashford has sent him for a hot dog. episode of the podcast is the second half of our recording from last week where we continue to voice our discontent at what's happening at united and also deli alley what's going on at spurs why can't he get in the team and what could lie ahead in his future sit back relax crack open a cold one it's time for four manks one toffee
1: Like Shaw needs we need tellers to come in, yeah. we need it, we need it done before Saturday. We need him in that squad even sure uh, i I, I don't know anything I don't know anything about him I know it, I know him from FIFA and football manager
0: you're not, so, think, know of him. you're not think a fully fit Shaw though is is a good option, and I, I know people like to have a go at Shaw with it but when we lost Shaw at the end of last season i I think you could tell
1: a Didn't fully you? fit Shaw. Is one of the best fullbacks in the league. Unfortunately, we haven't seen a fully fit Shaw since he was playing for Southampton. Mm. That's the biggest problem. And he, he, is... unfortunately, he can't keep these injuries away. Oh. And you can have ten personal chefs; it don't matter. He can't keep his weight off.
0: He looked. He looked. He looked chubby again. That leg break against PSV was. I mean, it was a bad injury, won it,
1: and I feel for him. And I, I, it was the same with Valencia. Valencia, when he had his leg break against Rangers, he never came back the same. But he adapted his game slightly. Whereas Shaw's still trying to be the 18-year-old kid that came through at Southampton. He's 25 now. He's gone through a leg break. He can't shift his weight. He's not. He's not going to win as a title. I agree with you. He is on his day, brilliant. His day's gone now. Hmm. His day has gone, unfortunately, for me. I love Luke Shaw, and I want him. To, like I said, I want him to succeed. I want him to be part of the England squad, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's ever going to get there. and I don't think Brandon Williams is good enough either. I think he's a good backup option, but he's got so much to learn. Yeah, he's so a writer, much to anyway. learn.
2: He's
1: very young though. Very young. Though. He is young. I yeah, he is young. Him. I'd like
0: to see him go on loan. I would like to have seen him go on loan this season. The the, the thing is though, Brandon Williams doesn't need to go on loan because if we use him as cover for right back now, he should be getting enough games.
2: Yeah. yeah. Him and on up right and then sure and Tellez on the left
0: would be perfect. But this is, what we this is what I'm saying, we need squad. We were talking in the group yesterday, we were saying, um, and we'll move on soon because obviously we don't want to just focus on United and stuff all the time, but we were saying maybe it's worth breaking up the centre-back partnerships if we're not going to get new signings in. So maybe buying Maguire is the way forward, and maybe Lindelof needs to be paired off with Smalling because it looks like Smalling's staying now. At least you've got a yeah. lot of contrast styles then. Lindelof and Maguire are quite similar. Very, very strong. Yeah. Aerially, a threat forward and back. Great at the, with the ball at the feet, to be fair. Can't follow them with the ball at the feet. But they're just not quick. They're not fast to react. They don't really... I mean, Maguire's a lot better than Lindelof, but Lindelof spends an awful lot of time jockeying. Yeah. I know that stat come out about like, oh, he, he wasn't dribbled past last season. Because he, he jockeys players, he doesn't go in for tackles. He never yeah. he will never ever see Lindelof go in for a tackle commit to a tackle. He, he will always try and jockey players onto the wrong side and put them onto the weaker foot. You you can't, I mean, if you're gonna have one centre back like that, you've got to have another centre back next to him that has a completely different contrasting style that complements what he offers. Like Eric Bayer. Lindelof,
2: Eric Bailly is just absolutely no-nonsense, everything oh, that's in front of him He's in earth.
1: destruction mode, isn't he?
2: Yeah, which isn't always a good thing. Um, no. <laughs> because he's a bit rash sometimes, and then he does a fucking crowve turn in his own penalty area. Um, but, at the end of the day, like you need a no-nonsense defender. You need someone that's just going to go through the ball, the man, the fucking pitch, to get rid yeah. of that threat. And you need that, and you need him alongside a ball-playing defender who's got to be able yes. to zip balls into midfield to, to Pogba or Bruno dropping in. So you need the, that balance, and Lindelof and Maguire don't look like that balance at the minute.
1: No.
2: Um, and that's one one thing that needs to be addressed with our defence thing, which is mad that we're talking about this, because we had the third-best defence in the league last year. Yeah,
1: like uh, you said, Lindelof and Maguire are too similar for my liking, way yeah. too similar. Um, I I love everybody I think I think everybody is our best centre back I think I rate him over Maguire but like I just said about Shaw he hasn't been fit since we signed him because he's so rash and because he's so erratic he dives into everything and I love that and I love the passion but he's just ruining him with injuries to the point where I don't he can't get a run of games in the team On on his day no one's getting past him the guy's a fucking machine yeah but he can't stay fit. So then do yeah. we take this risk of getting rid of him and getting someone else in and him being world-class somewhere else and staying fit? Or do we take the risk? I mean, we've got seven centre-backs.
2: I know it's ridiculous.
1: We've got seven I, centre-backs I, I look- and, we tr- and we trust one.
0: It's, uh... I mean, we need up a McCarno. I keep, I keep saying it over and over again. We could go out and get up a McConnell now for 45 million. But we're not going to do I, it here. Okay. Men- I would like to see Twan Zabie get
1: a chance. I really would. I think when he's fit, I think Twan Zabie is a very, very good defender. Oh, like uh, good like, And men- Yeah, Mengi or Mengi, like he, he, I've not seen much of him, but he is the one that's getting the rave reviews like Twan Zabie was when he came in a couple of seasons ago. Mm-hmm. But again, you remember the games that Twan Zabie played last season? He was deployed as a right back. Like, what is our obsession with taking fucking defenders and putting them at right back? <laughs> When Diego like, Dallo is literally just sat there.
0: But this is the thing: people aren't going to get a chance if if Dallo's not playing. Yeah, fair enough. But we'll let him go, sell him. Yeah, if exactly. Jones isn't playing, sell him. If Rojo's not playing, sell him. We need to be getting rid of fucking players, man. transfer is Anyway, I mean, Regulon, Regulon, I don't, I don't Regula, know. I don't yeah. Say his name. He's a very good. He's a very tidy right back. He went to Spurs. He's going to improve him massively. Uh, obviously, Bale was the, the big transfer news last week. If they can get anything even close, I know we said it before, even close to what Bale produced at Madrid, they are getting a top, top class loan out of him this season. Yeah. Other transfers, what, what are you guys like? Out transfers that are due to happen or transfers that have already happened, what's, what's caught your eye? I
1: just want to touch on the regular one. I'm glad we didn't sign him in the end. Because I'm glad it it's basically a it's a glorified. overexaggerated loan. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I am so glad that we're not bending over backwards for Real Madrid. Like, yeah, I, my mate's a Spurs fan. He's like, well, even if we only get one or two seasons out, of him, we've got it. Yeah, but you're gonna be stuck in the same position, like Ben Davis for your left back again. Yeah. Like, and then you've got a you've got to spend another forty million to replace him. I'm glad we didn't succumb to it. I'm gutted we've missed out on him. I'm gutted that we couldn't just do what Inter Milan did with Hakimi and just say, no, we're not paying you. We're not going to put a contract in that says buy black. Here's just an extra 10 million euros. Sod the buyback clause. We're just going to buy him outright, right? And Melvin was just like, yeah, all right, calm. Yeah. I don't know why we couldn't have done that. But obviously, we didn't want him enough. And it would have been the same with Bale as well. I'm I'm glad we're not paying him. Three hundred grand a week on alone. We've yeah, just done the do. same with Sanchez. And I now I, I fucking love Gareth Bale. I think he's one of the best footballers I've seen ever. And if he can recapture it, yeah, I'm gonna be gutted we missed out on him. But it's a massive risk.
2: I just don't think he will. I don't. I think everyone's gonna be disappointed. I really do. He's he, on his day, he was class. But on, his days were two years ago. I, I just. <laughs> We're not going back to this again.
1: But... Chris, Chris is laughing because us three had a massive fucking debate and argument in the group chat because me and Chris were pro-Bale and Lee was definitely not. Um, like I said, I'm glad, I'm glad he's come back to the Premier League. I do wish he'd come to United because looking at our forward line, anything is better than nothing at this point. Wow. But it is a massive risk. In terms of rumour transfers that I've seen just recently, Tellez is the big one for United. Um I've seen that this priority list of left back, centre back, and right winger. I mean, the whole Regulon situation distracted us from the fact that we needed a centre back until everyone watched us again and realised, fuck yeah. me, we need a centre back. Yeah. It might be a blessing in disguise, that loss. I agree completely. I yeah. absolutely agree. Uh, so um, tell us, if, to get tell us in, if it's 20, 25 million euros, just fucking pay it. it don't matter. Yeah. The, guy, the guy is a world, he's an international. He, he looks like a good player from what I've seen. I've only seen YouTube and FIFA, like I said earlier, so I can't comment too much. But a lot if of a he's stick. twenty, yeah, you get, so you get. He's got some good stats in terms of his like assists and contributions to goals. Center back, get up with McAnawin. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it will happen. I think he's going to keep Smalling potentially. Oh, I know Roma. The, the Roma director really keeps on speaking about him all the time, saying he wants him back. But we seem very. To... We seem very hesitant to send him back, so I don't know what the hell's happening there. Um but Chris, I think it was you said that we left him out of the squad forwards, didn't we? Yeah. They want so that they don't want to pay the twenty million that we want for him. Well no, fuck off. Everyone else bends us over backwards to no. transfer fees. It's about yeah. time we did it with other people as well. We no. don't need to sell small in. If anything, we need to keep him. So if you want him, pay the asking price. Yeah. In terms I've, of a forward I've not is seen Sancho's, no, Sancho's not, is not gonna get done. Um, they, like you said, they, there's no rumours for us at forward. No. Had, Liverpool did the quickest fucking turnaround on a transfer I've ever seen. Sixteen hours it took them to get Jota done. Yeah. Sixteen hours. It came out of nowhere.
2: Yeah.
1: And we're gonna end up fucking signing a Smiler for like sixty million.
2: Yeah. And they, but they wanted him. Liverpool wanted a Smiler and they. I, were I by that asking price.
1: Yeah, I think that ended up being a smokescreen for Jota because as soon as yeah. he had asking price, it was just like, yeah, you know what we can get Jot for 45 mil. Well, and, no, and I, I mean, I,
2: I've heard that they've wanted him for a long time since before this window. Oh, have they? Um, yeah, ever since he, he
1: dicked him, they were like, I mean, He's a top player. Replacing. He's a top player. Do you know yeah. why I would buy? I so, is and, he? I never thought I'd say this because I criticise his game a lot, but at this point, for what we need on a right-hand side, I would dump 50 million on Wolves' doorstep for a Dalmatriore. Right. I don't we f- need a right winger. We need a right winger. He's one of the best in the prem. Fuck it. That's the that's our problem area. It's a right forward. If we're not getting Sancho for 108 million, because we're not going to pay yeah. it, go for Adama.
0: Why? Do you know what I'm not understanding about this? Like I don't understand the reason why Sancho made so much sense for me. It's got nothing to do with the fact that he's a right winger. He can play across the front free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. We don't need yeah. a right winger. We need someone who can play interchangeably between each position wherever he's asked we need someone who if we say to him you're playing on the left today he's on the left you play on the right today you're on the right we need your central we need your central we need someone who's going to come in and be a perfect swap for Rashford Martial or Greenwood so I don't know why everyone like keeps going on and saying oh we need a right winger we need a right winger No, we just but then need look to- at that pitch map That's look at pitch
1: map from from Saturday where we're so hesitant to go down the right because we haven't got a right winger. Them three, especially Marshall and Rashford, are so left heavy that, it, that leaves, it leaves Greenwood on his own on the right. I I think and I think you'll you'll think exactly the same as me. Greenwood should be in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Greenwood, with oh. how both footed he is, it should be absolutely in the middle. And I don't think I don't think Rashford's there right now. So I've got a cat climbing up me. Um Rashford needs a break I don't know I, just, I think this right winger I said to you in the group chat Perisic for me Would have been the one If we're not going to get Sancho Perisic is that player That can play across all of The front three Yeah Yeah, yeah I'd like Because if, if we're not going to sign him Get him on loan like Bayern did Get him on a one year Two year loan Pay like 12 million He's going to be great And if he's not great We'll leave
0: him on the bench No drama Exactly. He'd be a decent option off the bench. And for the experience that he's got, been there, done it, fucking even got to a, a, a World Cup final. Do you know what I mean? He's done it on every single stage. He's, he does it in the big games, as far as I'm concerned. I just think someone and I hear what you're saying about the right-hand side, and I completely agree with you, but I think that, that comes from the back. And I think that exposes how poor as good as Wamba is, defensively, how poor he has been going forward. Mm -hmm. There's just not that link down the right-hand side the way... The last time I saw a link, a strong link down our right-hand side, I mean... Neville Neville, Beckham. Neville and Beckham? Maybe. Neville Neville and Ronaldo for his early years when he started playing on the right. When Ronaldo was on the right, yeah. I can't think of anything else apart from that. I think you hit the nail on the head before like, with what you said. Ever, everything just went through Ever, And we're kind of falling into the same trap again. And we just got annihilated down that fucking right-hand side of the day against Crystal Palace. But this is my argument with Adama, I think, because he, he's so good going forward. Yeah,
1: his, his end product definitely needs work. And it does need work, and it's very clear. But his improvement over the last season was outstanding. And, but he'll give such good cover for Wan Bissaka as well. Like he, his defensive work is outstanding. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like just leaving him there on that right wing and telling him, because what we're doing, we could do with him what we're trying to do with Dan James, where you can just give the ball to Dahmer and say just fucking do it, and then he drifts in as well. Like the we were doing a podcast during it, the Wolves and Sevilla game, yeah, the penalty that they got came from him driving drifting yeah. off from the right and driving through the middle. He is versatile. I just think he'd be a really good option right now.
2: So, just um, again, aware not to keep speaking about United constantly, but um, I think one player that's dividing a lot of opinion at the minute um, and has been linked with a move away is um, Delhi Alley. So, what what do you think is is his problem at the minute? Is he is he bored of playing for Spurs? Because that's what it looks like. Uh, is his head not in it anymore? Would a move away to, to PSG, which is where he's rumoured to go, actually help him out?
1: Um, what do you reckon? I, I think Mourinho's had enough of him. Yeah. I think if you've watched that documentary, it's clear to see that he's not a good trainer. Um, I think his head's not in it. I don't think his head's been in it since his first season, maybe season and a half. Mm-hmm. And there's no denying that there's fucking talent there. The kid has every ability that you can want as a creative forward. But we've seen the emergence of Grealish and Madison. And Ali's just kind of fallen to like third, even Foden. Like Foden's getting ahead of him now. Oh, so close. he was classless. last I, night. I feel like oh, he was brilliant last night, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I feel like a move to a foreign country would do him a world of good. Slower paced league. Mm. Um, you get a lot more time on the ball and just a bit of less pressure as well. Like I feel like there's a lot of eyes on him in England. Especially with the documentary coming out, I feel like more people are paying attention to Dele Allen now than they were a few years ago. Maybe he doesn't like it. Maybe he just needs to get away for a bit. I don't want him at United. I absolutely do not want him at United. I don't like looking at his attitude during this documentary. Um, I think if his head was in it 24-7, I'd absolutely take him because he's a fucking baller when he's on it. But he's not on it enough for my liking. We've got enough players like that.
2: What... um... What do you think it says about English players in general? We, we've kind of touched on this in a previous episode, um, but even more so now that uh, Deli has been linked to move to PSG, um, it's also been reported that Max Ahrens from Norwich has agreed a five-year contract with Barcelona. Um, what do you think that says about our youth coming through and our players that uh, are sort of not leading the way to move to Europe, like Sancho and, and um, Bellingham, but what does that say about our standing and our players standing on an international stage? Because previously, I don't think any teams across Europe, the big teams across Europe, looked at English players because we were shit. Um, unless we, we had a very top heavy, we had at the top level, there was maybe 10, 15 world class English players. And then the rest, were, there was such a gap because of the, all of the influx of, of foreign players coming into the league. But now, if you look at the England team, we're, we're struggling for choice. We've got players like Jack Grealish who can't even get into it at the minute. He only got in because of disciplinary. Um,
0: but what do you think it says about England and England's chances moving forward? I'm going to link this to Dele Alli. And I'm I'm going I'm to go at it a different way than you two have gone at it. Is Deli Alli really out of court? On his day, yeah. he can be. Is On his it, day, he can be. Maybe Deli Alli has reached a level... That he's at, maybe he's just as good as he is, and that's it. The thing with Deli Alli is that, and you're seeing it now. I think it's been exposed a little bit. You've seen Grealish come through, you've seen Madison come through, you've seen Foden come through. Players who are in his position or similar, they're just better. Like Foden's better than than Deli Greelish Grealish is better than Deli Alli Madison is better than Deli I think Deli Ali was the best that we had at the time, but he's not. He's not progressed. He's been overtaken. Yeah, he's yeah, been overtaken. Yeah. And there's no shame in that. Listen, there was an awful lot of midfielders. It's like what we were saying about Lingard before. Like, you know, Man- Manchester lad, he's come for the academy. And I- I'd love for Lingard to succeed. But 99.9% of, of people on this planet are not good enough to play for United. There is no shame in not being good enough to play for United. Maybe you just, maybe you just hit a level you've had your peak like there was a perfect set of circumstances at the time that allowed you to perform that well and that that's it it's over it's like Dyer. Dyer's not he is what he is Like he's not he's not spectacular but I think because of where England were a few years ago where Spurs were and the quality of the Premier League and the players in that position I think we all and the fact that we put English tax on everyone where just because they're English they're 20% better than they actually are yeah. I think we just put like we put English players on such a pedestal, where we're like, oh my God, they're they're amazing. The list of that they're not. I mean, Ali's he's a good player. He's not world class. Eric Dyer's a good player. He's not world class. I think Spurs would be better off letting them both go. Dyer's yeah, not good yeah. enough at the back for me for Spurs. No, cool. Even though he, he's had some decent games, he's not good enough. And I think there's better players than than Ali who Spurs could get into that position. They've already started to do it and phase him out now. And if you look at the game against Southampton, I know it's only one game, didn't miss him. No.
1: No. Just, so then, just, I agree with you completely, in a way. Do you not think, though, that a move abroad would do a world of good?
0: That, it, to cool, me, yeah.
1: the, 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 way he, the way he plays, like you said, Lee, we've had a lot of English talent being looked at by foreign clubs at the moment. And I'm thinking France and Spain especially, just a slower play style. Where even someone like Santa Cazorla last season delivered one of his best seasons in terms of goals and assists. I feel like Deli Ali with that time in a in a French or a Spanish league would get back to his best. I feel like he needs he needs a manager to love him. And I know annoyingly, probably the best manager for him would be someone like Solskjaer. Solskjaer mm. seems like the type of manager that really gets the players up and raring to go again. And that could be a wonderful alley. Now i us reiterate, I don't want Delhi Alley at United. I feel like centre midfield is the one position where we are massively like overflowing with talent. Yeah. But I could imagine him going to somewhere like like a PSG or even just taking a step down and looking at like Valencia or Monaco. Um and just really just doing a job abroad. Now he won't break into England team because like you said, he's not as good as Madison, he's not as good as Grealish, he's nowhere near as good as Foden. Foden's the best out of them three. Yeah. Just he hasn't been on the pitch long enough to prove it yet, but every time he plays, he is sensational. Yes. But I don't know. I think with Ali, get
0: him a manager that loves him, get him abroad, and I think he'd be unreal. There's two clubs I'm going to say to you on that note because I do agree with you. I think he needs. I think he needs a manager like Pochettino is great for him because Pochettino is a yeah. He's a real player. He's a players manager. Do you know what I mean? Like the players love him. Yeah. I think Leipzig could be a great move for him. I, I mean, was literally about to say Leipzig. Yeah. And do you know what? Like you, you, might. This might be one of those. But, but can I? I've, can I predict? What? Athletic Madrid. No. No. I the, think Simeone had sought him out. Yeah, Simeone well, yeah. Fucking Simeone anyone out. Yeah. I. This is this is going to go one way or the other. This, and I, I, I assume it's going to go the way that it went when uh, Lee suggested that Phil Jones would be a good signing for Arsenal. I, I think if he was going to stay in the Premier League I think a move to Liverpool are really doing well and the reason why I say that is because Klopp is a players manager and I think a manager like Klopp would get the absolute best out of Delhi Alley because of his man management skills and I know you laugh like you might laugh and stuff and I, think, I can hear myself saying it and thinking it's a bit risky this well, think of the players that Klopp has brought in, especially in that position, centre midfield. Yeah. Wijnaldum from Newcastle. Had some really, really good games. Wasn't really setting the world alight, but he's brought him into Liverpool. He's instilled him into the club. He's got that character, that spirit into him. He's obviously took him under his wing and said, this is your role, this is what I expect from you. Yeah, And now you see him, great performance after great performance from Alden for the team. Um, Oxlade Chamberlain is the other example. I just wasn't say that. Yeah. Was, having, was having was here here and there like he was turning up for some games for Arsenal, wasn't turning up for others. Klopp gets old of him, says you're not going to play every single game, but this is what I expect of you. It's a squad. This is what I want from you when you come into the team. This is the role that I'm expecting you to perform. And he's getting great performances from Oxlade Chamberlain more times than not. Do you not do you not think if he got old of someone like Deli Ali? he could turn him into a really good squad player at Liverpool. Someone would be really important for that team. Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I,
1: I feel like... Argument. Yeah, if I, I would compel the argument more if it was Klopp back at Dortmund. Yeah. Because I feel, I, like, worry, yeah. I feel like... I feel Ali would walk but, into that Dortmund do team if... Come.
2: I, I was just going to say, do you not think of fully fit, full firing, bearing in mind... Klopp has to get the best out of him. Do you not think that that would improve
1: Liverpool's midfield? It's a got- weird one because he plays behind the striker, do not he? And he'll be taking that Firmino role in system FC. Might score more goals. Well, uh, that's not fucking hardly you would score more goals on. There
0: you go. <laughs> there you
2: go. You see, it might be. It might. It's a dark horse idea. I think that is Collins. Um, I'm, I'm not. I like it. Not too mad about it to be honest. Yeah, no. I think that it's a good shout because. You're right, he does need a manager that will put his arm around him and Liverpool are um, arm around your manager, FC. But um, I think that the only thing that would stop it from happening is they have players in their team that no matter where they've come from, like the epitome of that team is Andy Robertson. They run and run and run and run and they put a 1,000% into everything. I don't think Deli Alley would do that. That's no, the only I, thing that would knock it down for me.
1: I just don't see him going to Liverpool as a realistic... I, the theory is there, hmm. but I don't see that as a realistic transfer. Oh, Leipzig, Leipzig, on the other hand, yeah. is both theoretical and kind of practical. They, yeah. They've taken Adolme like He's been semi-successful over there. There is a history of English players going to Germany and being successful.
2: Yeah.
1: And Nalguzmann and that project he's building there... Ivan would entice a lot of young English players. We forget. I don't know if you used, I've just realized he's
0: 24 years old. Yeah. Delhi Alley's not old. No. I just feel I just feel like he's he's if there's anything more to come out, if there's any more to come from Deli Alley, he's hit a plateau and he's he's been at that plateau now for two seasons nearly. Yeah.
1: That's I think this I'm is sure. happening to a lot of English players though. Look at Marcus Rashford. I I don't I don't see Rashford improving that much more from where he's at now. And now, is this, is this English players coming into the game too early? We were talking the other week about uh, Greenwood, weren't we, and protecting him. Is this players coming into the game too early and burning out or hitting the peak at age 23, 24? Or are they plateauing because they've got to the first team and there's nothing more? Like, Rashford's not going to leave for Real Madrid. He's not going to leave for PSG. So where's, where's the step up for him?
0: I think we forget how fucking good Rashford was playing before lockdown, until he got his back injury. I think that, the back injury of
1: Rashford is like a, is a heart. it's like, that I was, I, he's not recovered from it, has he? Let's be honest,
0: he hasn't recovered from it. He's still injured and he's not fit. And I'm sick of people saying, Rashford shit. If I see one more person on Twitter to and I go, you need to stop this off-field stuff, with all the politics but, on. Fuck oh, Shut the fuck up. You. Fuck you. If you have got a problem, listen, I'll send me fucking address out to you. You can DM us and I'll send me fucking address out to you. You can come around my house and you can try and tell me right, how feeding children is fucking wrong. Not to fucking be political for a second, but if you've got a problem with fucking ch- children yeah, being fed and children having a fucking warm meal at least once a day, fuck off. Don't jump in a river and fuck off. I completely That's agree that. with that. I can't yeah. get me words out. I'm not angry about it that has nothing to do with his football. It's so clear to me that there's an injury, there's, there's something going on with his fitness. And that's why we've seen his form go from where it was at the start of the season to yeah.
2: something he needs. I, I agree with you. And um, I think that it might it might be a good good time to ask the question that um, a lot of people have debated recently of Marcus Rashford um, after what Andy Robertson Said um, in a quote where he said that because of everything that Marcus Rashford's doing off the field and the amazing work that he's doing raising money to to get kids fed um, across the country, um, would Marcus Rashford potentially become the first ever Manchester United player to get a stand innovation at Anfield? No. I, don't
1: think get, I don't think you'll get a stand innovation, but uh, you'll get a warm clap. Yeah. Like, when he's... They're, they're obviously not going to fucking celebrate him scoring a goal. Like, they're never oh. going to do that. But oh, when they're announcing... <laughs> yeah, you knew exactly what I fucking meant, though, didn't you? Yeah,
2: a brisk... I mean, sounds, sounds like something you fucking get out of the microwave. It gives us all uh, the good <laughs> um, yeah, like when Yeah, like,
1: they're, when, they're, when they're announcing the teams at kick-off, like, and the, the Anfield announcer says, number 10, Marcus Rashford... There'll be half of that stadium that gives him a clap, and there'll be half the stadium that boos him just because he's a United player and so people have forgot what happened. But I don't think yeah, that people forgot.
2: happened. there are genuinely twats out there who sit there on Twitter behind a fucking keyboard, behind a picture of a knobhead or behind a picture of a dog or something that tweet things like "It's the parents' fault."
1: Yeah, but they're the ones that are not going to the games. though. they're the ones that they're the ones that are not going to the games. Right? Yeah. They're, they're the ones that can't afford to feed the children that's, yeah. that, that's what Marcus is doing he's feeding their kids yeah like I, I don't know I, th- I think it was a very like I saw Trent talk about it the week before on um, yeah. I think it was the start of BBC Score or whatever they're fucking calling their programme now um, it, just Trent praising him and it's nice to see that footballing community just get get behind him yeah um, and even like with the players like Robbo where he he said with Man- Matt Hancock Putting pressure on the players to do more during COVID, like that, it shouldn't be up to them. And it's nice to see these players almost unionizing against the politics.
0: Yeah. yeah. Trent, yeah. Trent, I'm not surprised that Trent was so grateful for Rashford, the amount of times that Rashford has sent him for a hot dog.
1: <laughs> and on that note, good night, everyone.
0: Do, 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 do. Thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. To support us, please follow us on social media by searching for at 4 one toffee on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. You can also subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast stations, including Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts and Anchor, as well as YouTube. Just search for 4 one toffee Thanks from myself, Lee, Danny, Dale and Josh, and we'll catch you next time.